Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we dive into the pages of Irresistible by Adam Alter, a captivating exploration of our growing dependency on the technology that surrounds us. Published in 2017, Irresistible examines the question of whether our attachment to smartphones, tablets, video games, and social platforms is merely a matter of convenience or a more serious addiction to the psychological rewards they offer. Author Adam Alter, who holds a PhD in psychology, is an esteemed professor at New York University's Stern School of Business. His expertise in social psychology has not only made him a popular figure in academic circles, but also a sought-after consultant for leading companies like Google and Microsoft. Alter's insights have been featured in prestigious publications such as the New York Times and Wired, and he has already enjoyed success with his bestseller, Drunk Tank Pink. Irresistible should capture the attention of psychology students who are keen to understand the intricate relationship between human behavior and technology. It is also essential for those who find themselves ensnared in the web of tech addiction, offering a fresh perspective on a modern challenge. Furthermore, the book is a valuable resource for anyone striving to enhance their productivity by mitigating the distractions presented by our digital devices. Join us as we uncover the mechanisms that make these devices so captivating and discuss the implications of our attachment to them. Whether you're looking to free yourself from your screen or simply interested in the psychological impact of technology, Irresistible offers a powerful lens through which to view our digital world. Irresistible, the rise of addictive technology and the business of keeping us hooked. Introduction, unveiling our screen addiction, why we can't look away and how to take back control. Have you ever counted the hours you spend in the digital world? Can you recall the last time you went through an entire morning without checking your smartphone? In today's landscape, screens aren't just ubiquitous, they're magnetic pulling us in with a power we often can't resist. This magnetic allure isn't just a quirky side effect of technological progress. It's becoming a significant issue that calls for our attention. As we navigate through this digital sea, you'll learn how our digital behaviors are much more time-consuming than we admit to ourselves. Uncover the truth about the productivity myth linked to quick email replies and understand the intricate dance between social media interactions and the pleasure they bring us. Let's dive deeper and analyze this phenomenon, discovering strategies to mitigate the all-consuming nature of our screens. By doing so, we not only protect our well-being, but also reclaim the precious time we have inadvertently surrendered to our devices. And in this process, we learn to enjoy technology as a helpful tool not a master that demands our constant attention. Part 1. Smartphone and Video Game Addiction. A Digital Dilemma. Imagine a world without your smartphone or favorite video game. For many, just the thought induces a wave of anxiety, symptomatic of a growing attachment, one that treads the line between habitual use and genuine addiction. 
Today's digital culture reveals a startling form of dependency that rivals the compulsions of substance abuse. This has led individuals like Kevin Holesh, gripped by the fear of losing touch with real-world connections, to develop tools like the Moment app. This app's findings are a wake-up call, painting a picture of our collective denial of screen time. It's not just the 90 minutes we think we're on our phones. It's double that or more. With smartphones, it's a sneaky glance here and a prolonged scroll there, up to 40 times a day. But with video games, the draw is even more potent. Take World of Warcraft as an exemplar of digital dependency. Its lush, expansive worlds and the lure of collaborative quests hold players captive, ensnaring as many as 40% in the web of addiction. The rise of treatment centers like Restart near Seattle, co-founded by a psychologist and a computer programmer, underscores the scale of this challenge. The next sections will explore the science of our digital addictions and arm us with strategies to resist the pull of pixels and reclaim control over our time and attention. Part 2. Understanding Addiction It's not a matter of weak will, but circumstance and brain chemistry. The narrative that paints addicts as weak-willed individuals with moral failings is dissolving in the face of modern understandings of addiction. We've come to realize that there's more at play, with situational factors and neurological stimulation taking center stage in this complex and often misunderstood condition. Consider the alarming case of American soldiers in the Vietnam War, many of whom fell prey to a potent form of heroin. Confronting an astonishing addiction rate of 19%, it was the work of psychiatrist Lee Robbins that shed light on addiction's contextual nature. Upon their return to the safety and familiarity of home, with heroin's siren call distant, an impressive 95% of treated soldiers remained drug-free. Their recovery suggested that addiction can be heavily influenced by one's environment. Taking a step back in time, Psychologist James Old's accidental discovery of the pleasure center in rats' brains further illuminated the ease with which addiction can take hold. With an electrode implant and a button to press, his rats chose self-stimulation over survival. Eating and drinking took a back seat. This self-destructive behavior was replicated in monkeys, offering a stark reminder of our vulnerability to addiction when our pleasure centers are persistently engaged. The synthesis of these findings presents a sobering reminder, whether it's the stimulus of war or the digital dopamine hits from our devices, the conditions are set for addiction if our brain's pleasure circuits are repeatedly triggered. In the following narrative, we'll see how technology elicits this neurological response, positioning our screens and games as contemporary catalysts for addiction. Part 3. When Good Habits Go Bad the parallels between behavioral and substance addictions. As unusual as it may seem, our compulsive internet scrolling shares more in common with drug addictions than many realize. The rise of support groups for non-substance addictions is a testament to the growing recognition that the line between harmful substances and potentially addictive behaviors is blurring. Recent studies, like those conducted by neuroscientist Claire Gillian, reveal that various activities, be they gambling, internet gaming, or even over-engagement in social media, can light up the brain's reward circuits just as powerfully as cocaine or heroin. These pleasure-inducing patterns are attributed to dopamine. 
the feel-good neurotransmitter serving as the common denominator in the brain's response to both drugs and specific behaviors. However, the rush of dopamine diminishes with habituation, leaving individuals chasing after that ever-elusive initial high. This pursuit often leads to increased and prolonged engagement in the addictive behavior, as one tries in vain to recreate the potent early experiences. But where there's a shadow, there's light. Behavioral addictions, while similar in nature to those involving substances, also tend to be milder and thus more amenable to treatment. This is a ray of hope when considering the health implications associated with technology overuse. One of the most significant health issues tied to screen addiction is the loss of sleep, a consequence that stems from our reluctance to disconnect even at bedtime. As highlighted in Ariana Huffington's The Sleep Revolution, a staggering 60% of American adults keep their digital lifelines within arm's reach of their bed, exposing themselves to sleep-disrupting blue light. This light, pathways to alertness rather than slumber, suppresses melatonin production, and in turn, upends our natural sleep patterns. The repercussions extend beyond tiredness, increased risks of heart disease and depression, a weakened immune system, and a plethora of other health risks are all part of the package. It's a compelling case for reconsidering how we engage with our screens and understanding the need to restore balance for our health's sake. Part 4. Email. The modern siren call disguised as productivity. Answering an email the moment it buzzes into our inbox feels like productivity, but this knee-jerk responsiveness is a modern-day mirage that's more habit-forming than helpful. The truth is, the compulsion to tackle emails instantaneously may do more harm than good, both to our health and our efficiency. Studies reveal an astonishing insight. 70% of office emails are read within a mere six-second window after their arrival. Far from being a testament to workplace efficiency, this statistic underscores a counterproductive loop driven by interruption and fragmented concentration. Each email answered pulls us away from our primary tasks, scattering focus, and necessitating, on average, a staggering 25 minutes to recapture that pre-distraction state of deep concentration. The math is simple yet distressing. If you're checking emails 25 times a day, you're likely never reaching your peak focus level. The reward loop, as noted by journalist Chuck Klosterman, lies in the perceived achievement of rapidly clearing inbox clutter. However, the resultant addiction to these small victories can anchor us in a sea of inconsequential tasks, while the work that truly matters drifts away. The remedy may be simpler than we think. Turn off your email notifications and establish specific times to check your inbox. This was evidenced by a group of psychologists in 2012 who found that when office workers were barred from their emails, they began to adapt. Phones rang, conversations sparked in person, and breaks beckoned the great outdoors rather than the glare of a screen. The transformative impact on health and productivity was nothing short of remarkable. Not only did the quality of work improve with sustained focus, but also, physiologically, Workers exhibited lower stress levels, measured by their heart rates, simply by escaping the incessant ping of email alerts. This piece of insight carves a path to a calmer, more productive workplace, 
where the incessant siren call of emails is silenced. Part 5. The High Stakes of Social Approval. How Uncertainty Fuels Digital Addiction. From infancy, we're charmed by the predictable outcomes of our actions. A flick of a switch produces a burst of light, and we delight in the certainty of cause and effect. However, as we mature, it's the unpredictable rewards that hold a more profound sway over our behavior, weaving a potent spell of addiction. In the 1970s, when psychologist Michael Zeiler experimented with pigeons and and a button that sometimes dispensed food, he uncovered a fundamental behavior pattern. The anticipation of a reward, without the certainty of its appearance, led the pigeons to peck with greater fervor and urgency. This same mechanism is at play in gambling. The unpredictability of a win sends a larger rush of dopamine through the brain, heightening the pleasure and hence the addiction potential. Social media operates on a similar principle to gambling. Consider the seductive simplicity of Facebook's Like button, introduced in 2008 as a means for users to effortlessly endorse content. Despite its innocuous origins, the Like button transformed each post into a high-stakes game of social affirmation, with our brains eagerly awaiting the unpredictable bursts of dopamine that accompany each thumbs-up. In this environment, A lack of likes can have consequences that feel devastating, almost as if the silence echoes with social rejection or a judgment of inferiority. It's why platforms from LinkedIn to YouTube, emulating Facebook, have harnessed the power of visual affirmations, tapping directly into our craving for unpredictable rewards. These mechanisms bind us to our screens as we become entangled in the web of intermittent gestures of approval that feed our deepest social desires and susceptibilities. Part 6. The Perils of Never Powering Down, Our Inherent Struggle with Inactivity The vast array of self-improvement literature on the market seems to speak volumes about our collective desire for a better life. Yet beneath this surface lies an ironic truth. We have an innate inclination to complicate our lives, resisting the very ease and relaxation we claim to seek. An enlightening experiment by psychologist Timothy D. Wilson shed light on this paradox. College students were tasked with a simple goal, enjoy a tranquil 20 minutes free from negative thoughts. The catch, however, was the option to self-administer an electric shock they had previously found painful. Astonishingly, a significant number of the participants chose discomfort over tranquility even when peace was readily accessible. This mysterious draw toward difficulty is reflected in the culture of workaholism, a condition defined not just by our drive for ceaseless labor, but by a deeper yearning to fill every moment with purpose, with a sense of overcoming challenges. It's a pursuit that can be both valiant and dangerously excessive. Consider Japan, a nation woven with fibers of diligent work ethic. Here, Karoshi, Death from too much work has emerged not merely as a cautionary term, but as a harrowing societal phenomenon. Tales of employees who succumb to job induced health breakdowns underscore workaholism's potential for tragedy. Rich and successful individuals continue to push past healthful limits, driven not by necessity, but by a relentless quest for meaning and accomplishment through their work. This presents a complex puzzle about human nature and well-being. 
It's not idleness we crave, but rather the invigorating buzz of challenge and purpose. Even when the option to unwind is handed to us, it seems our wiring nudges us back toward the frenetic allure of action and productivity, even at the risk of our own health. Part 7. Guarding the Next Generation, the Critical Role of Limiting Screen Time for Kids As a child, the imposition of screen time boundaries may have seemed like an unwarranted punishment. However, with gratitude, we should look back on such restrictions. They may have preserved a precious skill that's endangered in today's digital age. Empathy. Children's profound absorption in the digital world is at an all-time high, with a staggering 20% increase over two decades. This shift has summoned concerns about the developmental impact on our youth. In 2012, child psychologist Yalda T. Uhls set out to explore this impact by whisking a group of children away to a tech-free nature retreat for a week, a scenario far removed from the glow of screens. Armed with empathy evaluations, both pre- and post-retreat, gauged via the Danver 2 test, assessing recognition of emotions through facial expressions and vocal tones, the results were telling. After merely a week of digital detox, the children exhibited a 33% improvement in empathy, a striking testament to the effect technology can have on social and emotional development. The responsibility to safeguard children from the clutches of technology falls squarely on the shoulders of adults. Recognizing the vulnerability of children to tech addiction and their inability to self-regulate, we must be as vigilant in controlling screen access as we are with substances like tobacco and alcohol. The true ramifications of digital immersion on the future lives and mental health of this generation are yet to be fully realized. However, the emerging negative outcomes signal an urgent need for intervention. By steering children away from incessant digital entertainment, we're teaching them to navigate life's inevitable boredom and challenges with resilience rather than resorting to the easy escape of technology. This lesson in patience and perseverance is crucial. Without it, the allure of apathy in adulthood becomes a significant risk. Part 8. Breaking the Digital Chains, the Power of Substitution Oversuppression in Beating Tech Addictions Attempting to abandon a habit abruptly and entirely, whether it's sugary snacks or nicotine, is a path fraught with the risk of backsliding. The innate response to unwanted impulses is often to quash them, yet suppression can inadvertently amplify these cravings. This paradox is evident in the most religious and conservative US states, where stringent attitudes towards sexuality prevail. Yet, ironically, data from Google Trends in 2015 painted a different picture as these very regions registered the highest number of pornographic searches in the nation, underscoring the counterproductive effects of repression. The key to enduring change doesn't lie in sheer willpower, but rather in strategic behavioral substitution. Charles Duhigg, in his book The Power of Habit, breaks down addiction into a cycle comprised of three elements, a cue, a routine, and a reward. Consider the smartphone. Its siren call. The cue leads to habitual scrolling, the routine, and culminates in the gratification of social connection and like counts, the reward. It's this cycle we aim to disrupt. Enter realism, 
a nuanced approach to breaking smartphone addiction, introduced by the company of others in 2014. This device mimics the look and feel of a typical smartphone, yet replaces the screen with a see-through panel that frames the real world rather than the digital. With realism, the cue remains, yet the routine is transformed and a newfound reward emerges. Engagement with the tangible, immediate environment. Approaching technology addiction, or any addiction for that matter, often requires innovative and actionable solutions. As with overcoming any challenge, recognition is the first step towards resolution. In your hands lies the potential, not for another animated like, but for true change. So pause, disconnect, and reflect. How deeply has the digital realm entwined itself into the fabric of your everyday life? And more importantly, what will be your first step to untangle and reclaim it? Final Summary Our modern existence has us teetering on the edge of a precipice, one where addictive temptations from mobile technology lurk in every corner. These devices, charming and integral to our daily routines, conceal triggers that can spiral into full-blown addiction, with repercussions like stress, depression, and a pervasive lack of sleep. But this book brings more than a warning. It offers a blueprint for reclaiming autonomy over our lives. It reminds us that while our brains may be wired to succumb to these digital lures, we are not powerless. By embracing practical strategies, such as managing email more efficiently, substituting unhealthy habits with beneficial ones, and safeguarding children from excessive screen time, we can dismantle the hold technology has on us. Embracing this guidance, we stand poised to step back into the realm of the present, where life, unmediated by screens, awaits. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.